0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Hello and welcome to the Esports Biz Show. I'm your host, Justin Jacobson. This week we'll be discussing esports streaming and content creation. Just as a disclaimer, nothing here is intended as legal advice. So all the information is for educational purposes only. This week's guest is Susan or Soup Time. Susan is an accomplished stage-trained actress who attended the NYU Tisch School for the Arts, Royal Academy of Dance, and is also a professional gaming streamer and content creator for Misfits Gaming, after dancing at one of the top ballet corps in Brazil, she moved to the US on a full ride to study musical theater and drama at NYU. Fluent in English, Portuguese and Spanish, souptime has been in comedy groups and various independent films and there's in the streaming game playing content on Twitch well so as creating TikTok. So thanks for coming out.
2: Thank you. I'm so excited to be here.
1: My pleasure. So to start, tell us about your past esports and gaming experience. What was the first game you played and how would you kind of get involved into the business side of it?
2: Um, so growing up, I was very close with my dad and I would mostly just watch and play story games and it would be like a family activity. Essentially, it just felt like a film on steroids, which is why I'm still very into story games. Um And I played, I mean, I was very good at Crash Bandicoot um, and silly little, you know, uh, Mario games. Um, And then during the pandemic, I got very into Minecraft, but I was terrible at it. And then finally, I started playing League. And I really wanted to get good at it. I don't know why, but I'm very competitive. So I was like, okay, I'm going to play every single day. I would train first, like where you go into a practice tool and you practice like specific skills. And then I would game for hours and I would get coaching. And um, then I was like, you know what, if I'm playing this game so much, I might as well stream it. And it was just a way to hold myself accountable to playing it and just I thought it was something that I was just like grind out, get really good and then kind of drop. But one, I didn't get very good because it's a very hard game. So I'm still on that grind. And um, then I became very interested in making content for the game and just interacting with the esports world and found out that it's actually like a fantastic place for creative people to make content and and to work at. So um, Summer of League hasn't ended and it's now become my life.
1: So how did you kind of transition from, you know, this more traditional entertainment world to streaming and content creation? And what kind of made you take it kind of more seriously?
2: Um, So I got an internship um, during the pandemic with this esports TV network called ESR, and I was doing social media for them. And I started learning how to play the game of social media. I was like, "This is fun! Um, I can use my writing skills. I can use my filming skills. I can use my acting skills. I can use my comedy skills. Plus, it's it's nice to have a game that you're playing off of." Because it gives you kind of a, it, it narrows the possibilities, right? Like if you're making TikTok comedy, oftentimes it can become derivative, repetitive. It's all about relationships or dating or uh, quirky things you mess up on a daily basis. But when you're making comedy based on the game, it gives you almost more freedom to be creative because you're not suddenly trying to be relatable to like 7 billion people. You're just trying to be relatable to a small niche. So you can you can kind of play more. Um, so I really liked that. And I was like, you know what? I might as well learn how to do it myself. Um, and so I did and I started growing my own socials and very quickly I won a competition with Misfits and I was given so many opportunities within that internship with Misfits later on with Team Liquid and just like with people around me giving me feedback to grow that I was like, you know what? This, this is fun. This is a cool new career path I found out and I just kept kept pursuing it um but all f- I first started doing it for other people and just as a way to practice creativity on a daily basis mainly in, in the COVID era where like theater wasn't happening film wasn't happening and I kind of just persisted with it because I still think it's a very good way to exercise I think it makes me a better writer a better actress a better comedian and is also on top of that a whole new career path that is so interesting and and kind of a lot of people don't know about.
1: Well, there's a lot to unpack there. So we'll kind of start with, so as you mentioned, you're a trained actress and dancer. So how do you kind of incorporate some of these traditional entertainment skills into your gaming, your streaming regimen, your content creation? You think that it kind of lets you set yourself apart with mm-hmm. some of the other people that are making mm-hmm. similar stuff?
2: I would say so. I think um, my first TikTok that went pretty viral, was an e girl parody TikTok. Um, it was the first one that you know met the viral threshold of a million views within, I think, twenty four or forty eight hours, which is the arbitrary standard for going viral. And Sounds good
1: to me. I mean, a million's good. And-
2: yeah, it was. It was. It was very exciting, and I think it went viral because I played a character. I played an e girl character. I was like, you know what? People have been criticizing me for being an e girl because. I make gaming content and I'm not great at the game, even though I like take it seriously. And I was like, you know what? Let me figure out all the stereotypes and just kind of kind of play a heightened e-girl character. So I'm making fun of myself, um, making fun of the people who criticize it and just kind of just kind of memeing off of the fact that they're calling me an e-girl. And I think someone who isn't an actor feels rather bashful about committing fully to a character Like a lot of people thought that that was who I was. And I think a lot of people, even I meet fellow content creators and when they meet me in real life, they're like, they think that I'm a vapid e-girl or they think that I'm one of my characters. And I'm really not. Like everyone, every single thing I do on TikTok, I kind of name it a different character. So I have about like 10 different characters that I like alternate on TikTok. And I don't say what character I'm playing at the moment, but that's how I look at it. I'm just writing for this character. Um, and I think it helps me keep some distance from my work. It helps me get more attention because I can commit more fully. I can have a lot more heightened and silly things because I'm I know that's not who I am. Um and and it's, I guess I guess higher quality. Um, we'll talk about it later, but you know, like we had the recent film that won the context contest for cutie. And like a lot of content creators just don't have a skill set outside of really social media management for their own accounts. So it's like either you make it or you grow out of a lot of it is luck um, or you kind of don't do it. But when you have a skill set with with acting, like it makes your content better and it makes you versatile. Like I I can be doing other things that are still within the realm of content, helping other people out, directing their own things, giving them tips on feed uh, on, on TikTok writing. Like I can be doing so much and be growing a little there, a little here, a little there because I have the skill set whereas when you're just trying to make it as an influencer you either make it or you don't either you're going to be an influencer or you're going to be an accountant like there's no in between if that makes sense
1: 100% I think that's one of the things that you know initially drew me in our conversations was that you know there's something more than just being you know a streamer or a gamer someone that's good at the algorithms or thumbnails and you know whatever kind of things Mr Beast talks about that you know, he figured out one day and now he makes $50 million a year. So, you know, I think that having that, like you said, this professional training, being able to really commit and understanding that you're paying, playing a role and having this amazing body of work, League of Legends and their folklore and everything they're building around it really gives you a great source of material to kind of, you know, take from and put your own spin on. And that's what makes great content. Yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> so I know you kind of mentioned, you know, Misfits gaming in a contest. And now that you're kind of with them as a creator, tell us a little bit about that, about the contest, how, why you submitted and kind of the whole process that's unfolded since.
2: So that actually goes hand in hand with your last question. I got signed with Misfits, not because I was an influencer or I was a, a streamer. I had any numbers at all on my socials. I only got signed with Misfits because I was funny. Um, I submitted for this competition. I've been streaming for a week. um, And I've been doing TikTok for like a month. Um, I did not have the numbers to impress anyone. um, But I made these two basically sketches um, for misfits about gaming and who I was and why I should join. And they were very much in a character. I was was not being myself. Um, But I was still saying truthful things. Like none of it was was like a lie. It wasn't that kind of character, but it it was a very comedic and silly. One of them was 73 questions, you know, the Vogue thing that they do. Um, It was the 73 questions about myself. And the other one was a standard kind of YouTube video format with uh, different TikTok pitches. And that's how I got signed. And now I've stayed signed because I, you know, they needed a lot of people who are skilled at film and writing and, Different artistic skills. And though I'm, you know, not the not I'm no cutie Cinderella, I'm no Amesy, I'm no Tubbo, I obviously don't compare to these humongous creators in terms of numbers, but because I have the skill set and it's useful to them to have more consultants um, on different content, whether it is for TikTok, YouTube, or new projects that they're coming up with. Um, it's useful to have me around because of my artistic skills. So I got it because I I was a writer and performer and I've stayed because I'm a writer and performer. Obviously, I mean, my growth on socials has reflected really well um, and it's shown my potential to, you know, keep growing and ultimately become one of those really big creators. Um, but regardless, in the meantime, they, they didn't unsign me and go, hey, come back when you have a million. They've kept me. Because I have these objective skills um, in in the arts. So um yeah, it was very it was amazing to to win when I had no following. but it was very artistically fulfilling to win. and um and they taught me so much during the time that I was in academy, which is a program that I won, and also since I got signed. Um, they're very willing to teach and bounce off ideas to have me in their different shoots and to explain things to me. So while you know I've been helping them, they've also been teaching me so much about the esports world and how to transfer my skills to that. So I'm excited that they've nurtured me <laughs> thus far and that they're going to keep nurturing me for at least the next year.
1: Well, as they say, real recognize real. So I think that it's clear that you know you're a talented individual and that this is kind of just the beginning of what you're working on so now as you mentioned you had recently won a contest hosted by streamer cutie cinderella so tell us about the contest what was your submission and what did you kind of win tell us some of this information on it
2: <laughs> it was a really crazy contest um it was a pretty quick turnaround i think she announced it about a week before or two which you know pretty normal for a contest but Um, we, my boyfriend who wrote it with me and directed and filmed it with me and I, we had a lot of things. So it was about four days before the submission was due and we were like, we got to get this done or five, five days maybe. And he stayed up all night writing it. (laughs) And then the next day we, you know, tweaked it together. Uh, I mean, we'd been brainstorming for a while and then he wrote it and then we, you know, rewrote some bits. And then I perform at night because I'm in a show here in the city um it's like a improv comedy show um but it's it, it's like it's a cool like off-broadway uh performance thing that I won't dive into but basically it ends at 2 am <laughs> so I would come back home at 2 am and I would film until five and like two days in a row we did that and then on the third day we we filmed pretty late. It was like at 10pm, but it wasn't 2am. And then we got all the footage and then we spent all day editing and then we submitted. Um, It was this story about a ghost who makes cameras blurry. You know how like ghost footage is always blurry for kind of no reason. Like you never get a good clear image of a ghost. So we basically played off of that. And um, there was a recent cutie Cinderella stream where she was hunting ghosts. And her internet kept like getting getting weak. And the image kept getting blurry. So we played off of that too. Because one thing that's helped me a lot, like I got a full ride to go to NYU. I've I've been pretty successful in most of my applications in my life um, is making it very specific to the circumstance. So one thing we were trying to do is like make sure that Cutie knew that it wasn't just a funny, scary movie we were submitting, but it was a movie that was catered to her stream and her competition. So um, I think we did that very well. Um, My partner is like you know, he's a, you know, we're very young. We were 23, but he's an aspiring and, you know, decently successful so far, a young writer. So it was very nice because we've been um, learning about a, a lot of film skills. We've been a lot of, on a lot of film sets recently, doing different positions like, you know, gaffer and AD and all of that. So we got to apply our acting, directing, writing, you know, cinematography skills, editing, um, All in like a very tight time frame and get this out there. And and we won Cutie's favorite. So there were multiple awards that you could win. And one of them was that Cutie Cinderella herself picked one film out of it was like, like 160 submissions to to win her favorite. And it was ours. Which was very cool because some I, I was I was sad that day because I'd been in the hospital for Root Canal. That was like a year. It was, it was very tense that day and I ended up crying on stream. um And then someone like tried to start beef with Cutie Cinderella on her stream. It was a very weird moment. And I was very nervous. I was like, oh man, like I might not win now because like someone went on her humongous, amazing stream and try to like take attention from her and bring it to me, like, which is not something I want to, at all I would never do that and I was like, kind of bummed I was like man you know we worked so hard on this like will cutie oh can you hear me alright I was like will cutie see past um, this like really annoying like inconvenient thing that my chat did and just kind of you know look at the film and cutie being the amazing like professional and giving and you know a very very professional person that she is she like yeah she totally you know ignored the fact that my stream you know disrupted her stream and and gave us the award anyway which you know goes to show that first of all she's not a petty young streamer there's so many streamers who are like 20 years old they don't really know how to handle drama and they take things personally I think she very much was aware that it was not my fault it was not Shun's fault and she like totally got over um my chat having having been super weird on her stream um I you know ultimately got over it too because at the end of the day it's not something I could control and um, and it was a very good demonstration of, first of all, her, I guess, cinematic apt- aptitude, her cinematic, um, her, her eye for good film, because in fact, we worked really hard and I think it was, um, it was the best written and, and the best and the best acted piece. I, I do believe that, um, simply because we've had so much more training than I think everyone else was submitting, um, And it was really impressive that she could pick up on all of that, even though she's not trained in film, but she does so much like cool stream contents that I'm sure she learned a lot about film and acting in the process. So it was just an amazing moment where like a lot of things could have gone wrong. I've been 48 hours in the hospital, like we were done filming, edited, and then I was I went straight to the hospital and then I left the hospital. I came back for the stream. Like it was a crazy, crazy week. Um, But somehow all the pieces came into place and our efforts and skills were recognized and honestly it made me love cutie even more she was you know the fact that she's appreciating artists in the twitch scene and she's you know such a like such a a good eye yeah it's i was really it was just really amazed by everything she did and and very happy you know it's nice there's so many l's you take in life you say like Actors say that you need 100 rejections before you get one yes. And it was, you know, it's nice to get that yes. It's so nice to get that win. And very, very grateful. Yeah.
1: Well, amazing. It definitely sounds like a crazy story that ended up pretty awesome. So happy for that. So in addition to some of the other stuff you're working on, you actually have been acting as an on-air host for a weekly TikTok show on Prediction Esports Network. So shout out to our network for their awesome work. So tell us about the show and the content. What has been, you know, the most enjoyable part about working on it?
2: Oh my god, it's been so great. I really, really, really love doing it. Um, one thing, like with news and the way they're looking at it with lists, like their content has inherent value, and I think that's something a lot of people struggle with social media. But they, you know, they're right on with that. Like we're giving people quick, interesting stories that have value to any gamer. Like we're talking about the newest games. We're talking about recommendations. We're just we're providing value. I think a really good example is Kat Lante on TikTok. She's someone who gives Twitch like tips. And she's grown because of that. Because whether someone thinks she's Funny or whatever, anything doesn't matter. But on top of that, she is also all those things. But her information is valuable and she's the first to do it. And I think prediction is the same way. There are very few people who are giving esports and gaming news in a compelling um, short form um, that comes out a lot. Like a, there are a couple accounts that are trying to do that, but they, they come out with like one video a week. And like if you're trying to keep up with the news, like you can't just watch one 30 second video a week, you know, and prediction is is really nailing that balance of of value and churning out content that's high quality. Interesting. It is. It's so exciting to be a part of it. And I have so much faith in them. And it's it's nice to be doing work that you you believe in, you know. Like I I think they do. I, I consume a lot of TikTok content, consume a lot of gaming news, and I think they do deserve to get, you know, all the attention and be the go-to page that you 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 know you open for for news. Um I am I'm a zoomer and I cannot be reading these articles. And there's so many articles online that I'm like, I could have watched a 15-second video about this and instead you're repeating the same thing over and over and over again. Um and so I think they're just really going where gaming and eSports news is going to go. And yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with it. I think figuring out how to make news, because I do a lot of parody, right? I do a lot of things that are like essentially lies, you know? (laughs) It's all like heightened world, uh, all creations. But to make news funny and to make things that are true still land with comedy is, is a new task that I'm, I'm very much enjoying. I hope I'm being successful at. I think I'm being somewhat successful at because uh, then you're delivering the information that you have to. You're still making the video shorts, but you're also giving it that extra mm, of a funny and exciting and fast and joyful. I want people to watch it, learn and smile. Um, and yeah, I think working with prediction has been super, super great.
1: <laughs> Definitely. I think that's a a really important point that you bring up is that, you know, to me, esports is like a 28-8 where it's just nonstop. There's always something because of the different time zones and just the consistency, the constant motion of it, that a weekly show, a weekly recap is just not going to give you the time to recap everything. You need, you know, I'm not going to say you need a daily sports center like you have on ESPN, but you know eventually it will be that i know that people have tried to do that but it's probably not feasible at this level but a multiple week update is clearly you know important and as we we see it's been pretty successful as many of the clips and stuff have you know done really well
2: yeah and it's hard tiktok growth is becoming really difficult right now like unless you have a big person vouching for you like a million dollar, you know, TikToker, a company that's like really successful on like YouTube or something like that. You, you like it's it's so hard, but somehow I think they're managing on TikTok and YouTube and Instagram. So I think that, of course, like I, it just having astronomical growth is hard, but the growth that they are having, I do think, is impressive and very much deserved. So I'm excited. I'm excited to to keep seeing it. Yeah.
1: Amazing. So to kind of bring this towards the end, what's your favorite part about streaming and content creation?
2: Um, I think my favorite part is, um, is the possibilities, the creative possibilities. For so long, creatives have had to sit around and wait for a big producer <laughs> to believe in them. But social media and the gaming space, really allows people to, you know, take it in their hands. Um, And I think the versatility that there is, you know, like growing on Twitch right now is, (laughs) I'm going to be honest, what people, most people say is like the biggest waste of time (laughs) because it is so random um, and so inconsistent you take a vacation for a week, you go to the hospital, like you lose it. Um, but then, you know, outside of Twitch, you do have TikTok and you have YouTube and you have YouTube streams and you have TikTok live and you have Instagram and you have Twitter and then you have like, you know, collaborating with esports networks and esports news segments and all of that. So there's so much that you can be doing. So um you can always, you know, you can always apply your skills. You never have to sit around and wait for that one TikTok to go viral because while you're turning out TikToks and, you know, waiting for the algorithm to to bless you, essentially, um, there are a lot of things you can't not control is is what, you know, any social media manager would tell you. But um, you can still be doing other things at the same time and still pushing your career and pushing yourself and exhibiting your skill set. So I think that's what's so exciting about it is there's no longer... <laughs> you no longer have to wait for anyone else. You can always be proactive and carving your own path. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm an immigrant. I am someone who came around on my own um, to do the arts here in New York and um, have just gone into gaming and found so much joy in it. And you know, I love it. I love that I know that I can make it work because there's always so many opportunities if you're a smart enough person to know what they are. That you'll never, you'll never be sitting around going, "Oh, I failed at this. It's over." It's not. Um, so I'm very happy. I love, I love room for proactivity and independence.
1: Amazing. I think that's, you know, a really great point you bring up there. And it's kind of similar to the music world where, you know, there used to be all these gatekeepers. And if you weren't signed to a label and didn't have a right manager and booking agent, there's no way to get out there. And then SoundCloud and TuneCore and all of these, you know, ways to get it out and YouTube. And, you know, I think that what you mentioned with TikTok and Twitch and all these other platforms, you can do your own thing and make your own like, you know, news network, recap video, game reviews, whatever it is you want, and do it all on your own. And, you know, if you have the right recipe and figure out the right algorithms, you could be really successful. And, you know, that's a new frontier in entertainment. It never was like this, you know, in the 60s and 70s and 80s and even, you know, before then. So it's really exciting that it's kind of taken that turn.
2: Yeah, I agree.
1: So, to kind of bring this to the end, what does what's the future for you? Where are you kind of going from here?
2: Oh, wow. I mean, so much. Um, I have been, you know, with Covid um, becoming a different kind of threat, not as scary as it used to be. Um, I have been going back, so I'm now you know performing here in New York. and um, I've been getting a lot of good, big auditions that I can't disclose at the moment, but might be really big game changers for getting out there. You know, as you saw with Blue File, I think that's how you pronounce her name, the the girl who was in Stranger Things. She was Chrissy. She's also a streamer and she's also an actress. And one thing feeds the other. You know, she's now very close friends with offline TV because she booked a TV role. So um, growth in in the acting space has been really satisfying. And I'm I am very optimistic about it in the next six months. And hopefully, you know, it'll keep feeding. One thing will feed the other. Um, as with, you know, the cutie Cinderella I would have never won that in the gaming space if I weren't a creative. So that's looking really good. Um, I yeah, i am very excited to with YouTube. Um, there's so much potential now with shorts and monetization and I've been very excited about making content short form content where I'm thinking of YouTube growth at um I suggest TikTok growth because it, it really rewards you it rewards you uh very well when you when you understand what works on that platform and you can then have a lot of fun within the within the rules um and I've been seeing a lot of success there which is great um yeah and I'm gonna keep working with prediction and and hopefully we'll we'll keep seeing really really interesting segments. I know we've started adding a lot of lists of you know five things I recommend for this, uh, five best horror games, five best chill games, and I really think those are going to be very creatively fulfilling and very successful. Um, so hopefully we'll keep we'll keep grinding that and and seeing seeing it get the attention it deserves. But yeah, a lot of things, a lot of, a lot of things in, in the oven (laughs) at the moment. (laughs) But, um, yeah, hopefully we'll keep seeing both, both things grow. But what's been really exciting is that I do feel very confident that I'm going to continue being, you know, full-time creative, which is such a blessing to, to be able to do, um, so yeah, and with you know, Cutie Cinderella, oh, I, I guess I haven't mentioned that she got recently signed with Misfits, which is a completely separate thing from the film because um, I don't think she knew that I was with Misfits when she chose my film. But um, she does a lot of events and I'm very excited to hopefully be able to be there and assist her as she changes the scene of Twitch and be learning from her. And also, you know, she needs a lot of, <laughs> she's a lot of creatives and she needs a lot of people who are good at film to be helping her with her content. So I think that could be a really, really good opportunity to to get closer to these you know, bigger streamers, not not for clout, but more for learning. And you have to be around the greats to learn how to be the great <laughs> and how to be the great, how to be a great, how to be great. <laughs> so I think that's also going to be very exciting for me. Um, I might have forgotten something, but you know what? It's important. For,
1: this well, is amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it sounds like there's a lot going on. So we're yeah. really excited for all that. So trying to end each episode with my three questions. So what's your favorite game to watch?
2: League of Legends.
1: What's your favorite game to play?
2: League of Legends.
1: Who's your favorite video game character? <laughs> League um, of Legends character, I presume.
2: Um, well, there are two. Toadette. Um, because I love how she goes. Wah! Um, no, no, she goes. Wah! There, there's something you can make her an, do an emote when you play <laughs> certain certain Mario games, <laughs> and she's very cute. And I also like Lux from League of Legends because I started playing League because people said I looked like her. So she's she's changed my life, and I'm very grateful for you, Lux.
1: <laughs> Amazing. So you know, thank you so much for joining us. This was extremely insightful. So where they can connect with you and find what you're working on.
2: Yeah, um, I'm soup time on all socials, um, S-O-U-P-T-I-M-E-G-G, um, but I also go by soup time, S-U-E-P-T-I-M-E, S-U-E-P-T-I-M-E, yeah, which is, you know, play on Susan, Sue, soup time. Um, so you can find both spellings, a regular spelling of soup, like the the broth, and you can also find the, the, the punny spelling, which is S-U-E-P. Um, either of those, you'll find my link tree and then you can go from there.
1: (laughs) Amazing. So everyone, thanks for tuning in and make sure to follow me on Twitter, TrustinJESQ. Check Apple Podcasts for all our past episodes. Whether you're a world-class
3: athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network.